Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Now, well, hello and welcome to another of the Pearls of Wisdom podcasts. And yet again, we're speaking to a wonderful, wonderful lady that is the top of her tree. And we it's another one of the episodes that fits into International Women's Day. And anyone who's listening now and they're going to say to me, Pearl, this is not the 8th of March. Well, when I did the project for International Women's Day, there was so much interest. I have got um, interviews booked right the way through until October and probably further from that, where I've got such phenomenal ladies that we're coming together and we're sharing our message. And today I am so lucky to have the wonderful Melissa Blair as my guest today. Welcome, Melissa. (laughs) Thank you, Pearl. I'm so excited because I got involved like the first day that this happened and it just exploded. It was so fun to see the the passion around this day, or the day back then. But still, I mean, the whole concept is so critical. Oh, it is. And where it's grown from, from just that one idea and so many people have collaborated, the group that I've set up, I've seen people... Uh, almost forming small niches and that they're being guests on different podcasts and it's promoting everyone's network so it's a wonderful way to share that message and I I know it's just going to grow to more and more but I'm going to go back to your um your LinkedIn profile Melissa because this this whole idea started from me sharing a one post a memory I'd done on Facebook that was five years ago when I'd spoken as a keynote speaker for International Women's Day to actually inspire young girls to show them that women can dominate in what is normally a male-dominated area. So I'm going to go onto your profile and let all the listeners hear just how much speciality, how much information and knowledge you are bringing to this interview. Now, Melissa is um, Melissa Blair, showing coaches and consultants how to scale and automate their business with a one software program instead of a bunch that has been all duct taped together. Now, this is exactly what we're looking at because it is 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 what you do. It's it's instead of us all having to run away and find lots of different things, you've got a one stop shop where it offers yep. everything. So I'm sure we can get into that. But what I'm going to ask you, (laughs) Melissa, I'm going to ask you a question I've asked every single lady on this series. Can you share with us your career path to date so that anyone listening, wherever they are on their journey, they can have those aha moments, those pearls of wisdom that they can then see and glean from your experience and actually bring that into their life. So would you share your career path? The quick rundown. Um, When I was in college, uh, my mother said to me, she, she ran a business. My mom was an entrepreneur. My father was also an entrepreneur. He ran a, uh, he owned a limestone quarry um, 
you know, man land. And, uh, and my mom was in, uh, at the time she was in a women's uh, career clothing line. Uh, she was a district manager for that. And she said, Hey, I have to go to Chicago. I've got to go through this sales training. Why don't you come with me? And then we'll go shopping and do all that stuff after. And I'm like, okay, you know, why not? It was like a three day thing. And we made a, an event out of it. And at the time, like I said, I was in college. The last thing I thought I wanted to be was in sales. It just did not appeal to me at all. But after the three days of going through this program called Integrity Selling, I had fallen in love. I had realized that sales is all about helping people. Yeah. It's all about helping people solve problems. And I can do that. I, I love to do that. <laughs> and so what's fun is that uh, my mom fell in love with it. She and I decided to become distributors for this um, sales training program. We're the first female distributors. Uh, and we did, well, we did that for eight years. She left her job. I actually left school with like a semester to go, um, left school. And uh, we did that for eight years, uh, ran a very successful program until unfortunately she died under very unexpectedly after I had my first baby. So I had a newborn two months old and my mom had a lung, blood, blood clot that went to her lung and she passed away. Um, yeah, that was not a good time in my life. That that was not good. So I did that business for another four years and then I sold it. By then I had two babies. Um, I, I sold it to become a stay-at-home mom. I had decided that's what I wanted to do. So I did that for eight years. We had another baby in there. She's the, the littlest one. And um, then when it was time, when she went to school, my husband said, you need to go back to work because I really do love working. And I got into another man land field uh, with factory automation and robotics and rose up the ranks in that with marketing and sales. And I would go out and help our sales, uh, our distribution network set up their sales and marketing systems. And lo and behold, I had to tell them, well, you got to buy MailChimp and you got to buy Calendly and you got to buy this and you got to buy that. And I'm the only one that understands how this monster works. And yet you're supposed to work it. And I just kept thinking there's got to be a better way. There's got to be something out there. And it was um, what well, was four and a half years ago that I quit my job in that industry after 12 years um, to 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 do something in this field. And it took me until two years ago that I got um, together with the developers. And now two years later, a little more than two years later, we have the tool. And because of COVID, my youngest daughter, the baby, came home from college, her first year in college, she had to come home. And I said, well, don't get a job this summer, just work, I'll give you some work to do. She didn't even know what I did. Uh, within three weeks, she had her own Zoom account and was meeting with clients. So she has left college. She has decided, why would I get $100,000 worth of debt when I already know what I want to do? This is what I want to do. And so that was a long story short. (laughs) (laughs) But it just shows, um, I don't know, I guess I want to really get across to people that you can do whatever you want. You can make as much as you want. You don't have to be held back by is it a man's role or a woman's role? Um, it, you don't have to be had back by the fact that you don't, you didn't finish college or you didn't even go to college. Uh, it, none of that matters. It's whatever you decide to do. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> <That's my thing. laughs> 
And already from what you've been sharing, I can see so many synchronicities. And anyone that listens to my podcast will know the S word synchronicities is one of my favourite words. And I think that is what brings people together. And where you said about losing your mother, I lost my mother in a very similar, very similar way. Um, She was at our caravan we have a caravan static van that we go to in mid wales here in the uk that we've been going to almost 30 years now that is our bolt toll it's in the middle of the countryside and everything and my mum used to spend a lot of time there and i can remember my dad ringing me up and saying pearl your mum's passed away we've got to go and see and she was diabetic she'd had trouble with her heart and we thought all these things but because it was so sudden they had to do an autopsy and she'd had a blood clot, and they've said it was deep vein thrombosis. No one knew. We didn't even know she had it. And mm. it's because it's such a shock to this day, because because she was at our caravan, it's still as if she's at the caravan. I still, some days I expect her to come home again because that's where she's been. And it's so I can relate in so many, so many ways oh, yeah. to that. It, but it makes you stronger as well because they're, they're up there, they're, they're watching us and they're seeing just what we're well, it's one thing I've told my kids over and over again is I know without, without a doubt that I can handle just about anything. Yeah. yeah. And you guys will too. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what comes at us. We are going to handle it. Uh, my husband has a lot of health issues and, and he's had three heart attacks. He's diabetic. Last year, he had a blood clot that went to his lung. Fortunately, it didn't, it didn't end him, but my kids are like, what are you going to do? And I said, I'll survive. I, you know, I'll figure it out. It's not what I want to have happen, but I'll figure it out. And that, what's her name? I can't think of her name now, but she's got the book. Everything is figure outable. And it's just like, you do, you just figure it out. You do. And I think we learn from it. And this is where quite often where you see the really strong women. I mean, I look back when I had when I did my divorce, I did my degree as a mature student. I set up my own my first company and I did my divorce all in those same three years. I went full time to um to university I had two children under the age of 10 so I was a single mum with two kids and I set up my company and I haven't looked back since and it shows us just what you're capable of doing and it's almost seeing that I think sometimes adversity gives you that extra push yeah and that's where you're stronger I think women especially because we well we multitask in so many ways we're more used if something's thrown at us we we have we cope with it better because we're used to coping with things on a day-to-day basis. I, I believe that 100%. I also think women make phenomenal salespeople because they love to help people and they don't sell from a, a me, me, me way. They sell from a how can I help you way. Yeah. Um, and I think we're great networkers. Yeah. Again, it's, it's a networking is about helping. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, you know, why, why would we ever feel icky about sales or networking or any of that when all we're, our whole focus is how can I help you? Um, uh, yep. Yeah. And it is, I think a lot of it, <coughs> she says losing her voice, a lot yeah. of this is, it's almost, 
I always say I use the word empathy because so many people, so many salespeople almost go for that hard sell. Whereas if you can empathize, like you say, if you can actually help your customer or potential client with the problem they have, Mm-hmm. You can empathize with them. They then relate to you. You come across as your authentic self and they want to work with you. All the time, people try that hard sell. All they're doing is pushing people away because that isn't the way you want to connect with someone anymore. No, it, it, it goes against. And that's why so many people, wonderful. Like I work with a lot of coaches and consultants, amazing people, mainly women, not all, but mainly women have these gifts to bring to the world. And there's two things that stop them. Number one, that I don't want to be salesy. And number two, technology. Technology gets them. Because even if they're really good at what they do and they're not afraid to get out there, it's how do I get all this crap to work together? Exactly. Just It becomes so frustrating because that's not their superpower. Yeah. Yeah. And But I mean, with yourself, with myself, with Kerry, we... We understand that technology side. Yeah. And that's where we can we stand out in what is normally a male-dominated area. And, and a must... younger person's area. Yes. Yes. Yeah. To be and... an old broad in technology is kind of cool. <laughs> well, it is. And the, the stuff I do here in the UK, I mean, you can see, like, I keep I keep my hair blonde. At the minute, it's because there's a lot of grey there, so it covers that as well. <laughs> I just got my coloured this weekend. <laughs> but I look to it and I, I keep it blonde because, especially when I go into a boardroom, a high-tech company in the boardroom, they take one look at me and they think I have no idea. So I sit there and I play that game with them and they yeah. go through and then it comes to my turn to say something and I know every tech word. I can talk to them about the website and the software platform they've used and why that isn't working and what they need to use. And you <laughs> think that's when you get their respect yeah. because they suddenly realise when you can speak their language, sometimes they're really put out, but most of them give you respect because yeah. it shows you understand it. But it shouldn't even be that way. I think a lot of it all. No. It's and it's choosing, like you said, with your youngest daughter, that she knows exactly what she's going to do. So why should she go to university? And here in the UK, we had a whole generation where if you weren't if you didn't have the academic mm-hmm. mind, they would put us through something called an apprenticeship where we would be working in yeah. a business and we wow. lost all that. And that's that's just, I think you can't beat hands-on and the yeah. experience because if you've got a college graduate and someone that has stayed on, had the experience, and when they leave, when that person leaves college, you can take the person with experience every time because they're, they're, it's easier to train and they can hit the ground running. And the networking she's doing, all these women that we're working with are like, if any one of them needed somebody and she needed a job, God forbid something happened, she would have no problem. <laughs> no problem. Because we all know how important networking is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And But the way we're doing it here, like we're discussing on a podcast and we've done stuff across social media, that I find a lot easier <coughs> than almost the contrived networking events where you're, you're yeah. doing this one minute. And sometimes it's cringeworthy because yeah. 
you can't always sell yourself in one minute. And um, if it's just you, it depends if you've got, if you're having a bad hair day, because we all have bad hair days at times. <laughs> and you've got that one thing where it's you in front of someone. And again, it's quite a hard sell. Whereas when, if you're networking via a digital medium, you've got all this information and kudos that you can back up you've got all that historical data that you can show what you've done you can show all your reports and everything you can't do that in a one minute speak when you're trying to sort of push something and it is it's so much easier because it allows us I mean we're hundreds of miles probably thousands of miles away and yet we feel like we're in the same room the way we can converse Zoom has been one of the um, uh, most amazing things for for me. We sell all over the world. We have clients everywhere. And um, and not only that, <laughs> if you asked me to go up on a stage with a microphone, I would be running so fast you wouldn't even see me going. I do not like to be on stage. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, behind my computer, in my safe zone here, I'm a little nerdy. I'm fine. And so I've been speaking everywhere. (laughs) I've been doing all these crazy things that people are like, Melissa, you're speaking? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) It's like, for some reason, it's okay. Whereas the other way. So I'm a little nervous for life to go back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think it ever will go quite back to the way we knew normal because we've all learned that you you get a work-life balance. I mean, I yes, I've always worked for myself and I contract for the large blue chip corporates. But where you're going into a corporate office, the hours I was working, I was almost killing myself because I would go and I think I'm getting this high paycheck. I want to be there and deliver and be there. I'd be the first in the office and the last out and I'd still have a very long journey and I'd, I'd commute back and forth every day. And when I think now, I can actually get to the end of the day and I can step away and I can have me time. I'd forgotten what me time was. If people said to me, what are your hobbies? I think, hobbies? What's that? I don't have time for hobbies. (laughs) What's a hobby? Well, that's also probably because we enjoy what we do. Exactly. (laughs) I could learn to cook. I could learn to garden. I don't really want (laughs) to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So tell me a bit more about the software that you work with so people can start to um, understand and reach out to you once they've listened to this podcast. Well, everything changed when the internet came about. That's no big surprise. Um, I shouldn't say everything because I think there's still the fundamentals. The fundamentals of sales are still the fundamental of sales. You need to get to know people. You need to understand what their problems are. You need to um, hopefully present the product that would solve that problem, all those types of things. Marketing um, has changed a lot because of the internet. I mean, just tremendously. Unfortunately, how do we take those fundamentals of sales and now use the new technology to be able to use it? or to, to do what we do. And traditionally sales and marketing have been silos yeah. that tended to hate each other. And now we're saying, wow, you guys need to work together. You know, this isn't going to work unless you guys work together. And so by blending these two into one platform, you've got 
you've got the ability to capture leads on landing pages and sales funnels. You can build the website in there. So it's kind of like having click funnels plus let's say Squarespace, plus you got to book appointments. So it's like having Calendly, plus we have pipe drive where you watch, you have, you have this pipeline where you watch all your prospects go through your sales process. Um, um, geez, we have uh, the ability to have courses. So like a Kajabi. So we took all those tools that everybody says, oh, you got to have all this. Mm. And we just put them all into one platform under one roof. So now you just log into one, you only pay for one and you only have to learn one. Yeah. And that what we're doing with it, I guess, isn't really that unusual because all these programs existed before. What's unusual is now you can let go of all those and just go into the one. And it's still a lot of work to build your sales and marketing process. You have to know your ideal client. You have to know what your offer is. You have to know where those those clients hang out so you can hang out there too. You have to have your lead magnets built. You, it is work, but it's just a whole lot easier in one system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All we've done. <laughs> and I love the idea because, yeah, this is what I do when I'm doing the social media strategies for people I will use a social media monitoring platform where you can bring everything in together so because then you don't miss things and it will flag up when you need to respond to someone and you can see you can see who your key influencers are so your engagement goes up because you're speaking to the right people you can see the right hashtags but that then fits in like you said like to your sales funnel to your whole marketing strategy if you understand technology this whole World Wide Web, once you understand how the bots work through search and everything, mm-hmm. you can you can get to first page in Google, number one in Google, literally mm-hmm. by using your social network and using the right keywords and understanding those keywords that you need to have to engage with the right customers and the audience or turning a large audience into fee-paying clients that then become your brand ambassadors and they share for you. And it's understanding that whole process to actually build and move forward. And this is where, this is what I love speaking to you with your knowledge, because when it comes to COVID and lockdown, because everyone's gone online, you've got people that take advantage of that and they will come in and they will come in with a really low offer and yeah. if you, and a prospective client or customer they will look and they will say if it's budget they will go for the cheaper price but with yeah. that cheaper price they don't get the experience they don't, they don't get, get the understanding and then when it all goes wrong they come to the likes of you and I to put it right and yeah <laughs> it's just so yes by all means everyone diversifies and they see um Whenever environments change, people pivot to actually work with that. But it's also understanding half of these people that say they do this, that and the other, like a lot of affiliate marketeers. Oh, yeah. They're not doing any of this. I can remember when it first started and I applied for this thing. I thought, right, yes, I got onto it. Let's see what someone else is doing. And I was sent a template with a bank statement where you could write whatever figure it is. And once I saw Uh that... I yeah. lost all respect for a lot of these people that were marketing because I thought you can't be authentic. What you're saying, I've seen that template five times over yeah. by someone else. And if people were making the money they talk about, they wouldn't. Why necessarily... do they have to use that? Yeah. Exactly. It's, just like, it's just like the, the 
job of sales. There's always those that ruin it. Same thing with marketing. And because we work with a lot of coaches and consultants, if they don't know who their ideal client is and they don't understand their offer and, and what problem that their offer solves for that market, is running Facebook ads the best thing to be doing right now? No, no you got other work to do first. <laughs> Turn people away. We're like, no, 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 no. You've got to go back and figure that out before you start automating. Don't automate what you don't know yet. <laughs> you can't. Exactly. So we don't take their money. We'll advise them. Oh, you need to go meet with this person, and they'll they'll help you figure that out. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people. Not a lot of people. There are people that'll say, oh, yeah, you need to run ads and we're going to charge you $3,000 a month and we're going to run them for you. And this small company doesn't have that. Yeah. And then they go, you know, a, week, a month in, this isn't working. Well, got to give it more time. <laughs> I mean, this this is what I do with a lot of the corporate stuff. I will be put in with a communications department <clears throat> and then I will train them. They say, oh, they're looking at LinkedIn and they're going to do paid ads for a recruitment campaign and I say well what are your keywords what are you going to pay for and where um where are we going to place this oh we don't look at that we outsource that to an advertising agency and I said you do realize that those advertising agencies do not know your product or your clients and customers like you do and they will add two zeros to what you could do and with those two zeros you could employ two other people in your team to be doing that work and you see the way culture will move all large companies look to be world-class strategy mm-hmm. at some area once they get to where it is they change the strategy and they all start again into what they're looking at and it's trying to explain to people where they're going where they are because it used to be for it everything was outsourced so you'd have the lights of hp and everything that was um that everything was pushed out. And then you have a new line of CIOs that will come in and they will say, right, now we're going to bring it in-house again. And you normally have the same people, but rather than working for HP, they will be brought in and brought it within that larger corporation and move forward. But And then five years later, it will change again and they decide to outsource. And it's, it's that training thing and seeing the pattern of what's going to happen and working with it, and then I still say, if you've got engaged employees, they become your best brand ambassadors and probably your best marketeers and your best salespeople. Yes. (coughs) Having worked with a large manufacturer when I was in that industry, it was frustrating to watch a lot of things that happen. Um, One of the reasons I wanted to go off on my own again uh, you know, people would say, well, it's scary. I mean, how can you go off and just, you know, start your own business? And how can, aren't you scared? And I'm like, it was scarier working with the big company who you yeah. never knew if they were going to decide to nix you or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was scarier. So, yeah. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta do it. And it gives you that sense of achievement when you can set up your own company and It is once you've seen that and you've seen the area of where your clients are and who you want to work with, you can then, I'm going to use the word pivot again, because as life changes, your company changes. I mean, I'm probably on my sixth or seventh iteration of a company. I mean, the company I own now 
it's not the same company I started yeah. with because my experience grew, my passion took a different detour and I could see where there was that that area that I could excel at and that's where I took myself. And sometimes we're just lucky and we land on our feet. But I think a lot of it is down to experience and knowledge and understanding because not everyone can do what we do. No, and and some of it is having made mistakes if you're if you're aware of what role you played in that or how things you can say, okay, I'm going to choose not to make that mistake again. Whereas sometimes you do tend to see people make the same mistakes over and over and over again. And um, you can't, you can't start a business and not make mistakes. It's just, it's impossible. <laughs> uh, you can look back and go, oh yeah, that didn't go. The, what is that line? The experience is what I get when I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. So, and if you go at it with that mindset of, okay, I learned from that, you know, we're not doing brain surgery, so it's not like we're going to kill anybody, but it, it it's all about working with the clients and saying, okay, we're trying this. Okay. That didn't work the way we wanted. What would we change and do differently? Um, it, it's pivoting is a big word. Yeah. But it, yeah, it, yeah, just the change we've made in the four and a half years. It's amazing. I know. It, it, it's through client listening to clients is and then it's it's being leaders rather than followers yeah. and when you look and see when you see the binary opposition we've seen from covid where people they might be anti-vaxxers they might not there was a time when people were saying that covid doesn't exist and you can still look for that and you can see that and i'm thinking yes and that's where I think things have changed as well, where we've seen that everyone has an opinion, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's learning when to voice that opinion and when to remain silent Mm -hmm. because the amount of conversations I've had where people have lost friends because of the way their thoughts and understanding have fallen. I mean, yes, we've all got different political leanings, different ideas, but you don't necessarily share that in public. It's not something, but this is where online social media, people seem to forget the boundaries. And it's like they're talking to their friends and they don't realise when they've shared that. That's there for life now. Even if they delete it, you can guarantee somewhere on someone's cash, it's safe. (laughs) Then then they have to, that will then come back and bite them when they're trying to do when they're going for an interview or something and it will suddenly come up all, oh, but you said that. And Oh, and you've seen it happen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Over here to a few big names. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. It's being aware of that and thinking and understanding when we say marketing and sales, really we are specialists in such a wide range of areas. We've got a BHR. We've got to be the the therapist. We need to be the CEO of our company, but also sharing and leading others to show yeah. them where, where influencers are, where thought leaders are, and actually producing the thought leadership that people are going to follow. Mm-hmm. Because you don't you don't see that. Or people get lost and they believe we go back to that thing and we're, when we were saying that we have people that have just um, devised an idea and sharing it when they don't have the knowledge and the experience to back it up. Uh, something came up along that lines with my older daughter a week or so ago. And I said, uh, it, it was political. And I said, all you, 
I, all I ask is you educate yourself because right now you're, you're saying other people's words. Yeah. I can hear, I know, I know who you hang out with and I know I can hear their words. What are your words? Educate yourself and then tell me how you feel because then I will listen. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> I need to know that you've put some work into this. Because <laughs> we will probably disagree, but at least, I mean, I'm willing to listen to her and, and yet she doesn't want to listen to me. And that might be an age thing. That might be, I don't know. But but it all it always comes back to educate yourself if you're gonna voice something. Um, it goes that's integrity. That's integrity in selling. That's integrity in marketing. That's integrity in life. Yeah. That if you're gonna stand by these thoughts and and ideas, make sure you put some thought into it. And also be prepared to change your viewpoint if the person you're discussing the topic with has a more valid argument. Yes. That was a big lesson for me to learn. And sometimes people are scared to do that. But if someone's given you information, that last piece of the jigsaw that you haven't seen, yeah. that's that will then completely flip your perspective and you can see where the other side is coming from. And that yeah. And that can be quite a learning curve as well. <laughs> Well, and we don't know who to trust right now, too. So that's why you really have to dig deep because you can't just turn on a, a particular news station or uh, read a particular blog or, you know, it, it, you've got to open your your mind to both sides to then figure out how you really feel. Uh, it, it's a lot of work. <laughs> that's when I almost go to my intuition now and it's almost that thing that you and I'd say to any young girls listening learn to understand and run with that intuition as early as you possibly can because that can be the best guiding influence to send you either way and then you're listening it's almost like listening to your heart what is it that makes you happy what is it that makes your heart sing and it gives you the passion that you want to do every day of your life well, that's what Steph said after a couple of my youngest daughter. She said, it was probably about three months in. And she goes, I look forward to getting up every day. I'm having so much fun. The other thing, um, she worked in retail for a little while. The other thing is listen to what makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, because there's something there. And listen to your gut. Because when I look back at all the times that I felt uncomfortable and didn't listen to it, I can see that I should have. Oh, now that's there for a reason. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. That discussion yeah. would last for like a whole series and learning from that. And, <laughs> and I've just seen the time, lovely lady. I know you've got to rush to another meeting. So yeah. I'm going to pull this to a close. <laughs> but I know I I know we spoke beforehand before we actually went yeah. live, and you will come back and be a regular guest for me, won't I'd you? Love to. Yes, I love, and I'm going to send you another um, referral to somebody that I want you two to connect. I think there's something special there. Oh, that would be wonderful. I'm just going to ask you the same questions I ask everyone because it's International Women's Day going right the way back. The topic for this year is choose to challenge. So, mm-hmm. Melissa, what does that mean to you, please? Choose to challenge your own belief systems. That just because somebody else might say 
you're not right, or you don't deserve that much money, or you can't do this because you didn't do that. Just choose not to listen to that, to, to do it anyway. Oh, that is wonderful. And I completely, completely agree with that. It just leaves me to say a massive thank you. I could speak to you all day. I could be here hours and cover things. So thank you so much for being my guest. And I look forward to when you can come back again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.